Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Have you ever wondered what happens behind the scenes as far as what goes on in a generative project before it launches? Sure, a lot of people might say you just knock up anything, especially when you're trying to do a rug pull and just easy work, and that's why these people are doing it. But as far as launching a project that has a lot of legs, something that's going to last, it does take a lot of time to build and execute. A lot of thought goes into all the different attributes and what you're trying to do. So when I entered the space about 18 months ago, I didn't necessarily think of all these different things. And definitely, since doing this podcast for about 10 months now, a lot of these things that I'm going to discuss and I have learned about launching a project is all new to me. This is new territory, although I've been covering this stuff for a very long time. It's very interesting to me. So today, I'm going to share some behind the scenes, exactly what's going on with the Hoodlums Next Gen project as we're preparing to launch that. So a little background, if you're not familiar with it, that I am on the Hoodlums team. If you listen to episode number 197, that's when I interviewed Jay Tunes, is the founder of Hoodlum Society. Well, with the next gen, this is a next generation, or it's going to be a generative project, a little play on words there, of the Hoodlum Society. And if you look at the Hoodlums, it is a one-of-one character project. Again, listen to episode 197 if you want all the details for that. So with the next gen is going to build on the success of that, the fan base and the people that have been collecting that and the culture and the mission. So it really has been refined into what's going to be this generative project. So the first thing that we had to come up with is the concept. And luckily, as I said, JTunes has created the hoodlums and has been working on this for a good while now and has been in the space for over a year. So a lot of the concept was already thought out of. The mission was already there. The art style was already in place and all of these different things. So we weren't entirely starting from scratch, but if you ask him how much time actually went into coming up with the concept for the hoodlums next gen, which is what we are working on right now, he would say it was probably over a year in the making. So that is just to give you an idea as to all the different iterations and all the different things that has come into it and is going to show up in the final artwork. So a lot of people might say, yeah, they knocked up a project in six weeks or whatever it might be and really hasn't thought out different things but this one as far as everything knowing the culture having a pulse on the community having a fan base sort of built in to direct and give guidance as to what they like and whatnot it really has taken over a year so it's very interesting for me to come on starting off as a collector and then hopping into the project now to be a part of the team now, as far as a team, that's one of the cool things, the interesting things about an NFT project. A lot of the times, people like to just look at this and say it's going to be a one-man show or a one-woman show. They like to draw. They like to do coding, whatever it might be. They can launch their own project in a couple weeks or whatever and create something. But definitely, I can tell you, anything that you want to create in any kind of business manner or anything in life, for that matter, it is going to take teamwork, right? A team fills in weaknesses of the individual that is creating it, whoever's heading up that project, whatever it is, they build a team around them to strengthen up the things that they're not good at. Why spend percentages of your times doing things that you absolutely hate or you're just terrible at and neglecting the things that you're great at if you can bring on a team to help you with all those different things and then you can truly create something even greater. Well, that's a cool thing. With the team, really what we're establishing at this point, what we have on paper is about four different areas the art, the business, the developer, and the community manager. So we're starting with the art. Of course, that is JTunes. That is the main part of the project. 
originally starting as a one-of-one artist, tattoo artist, auto decal, all of those different things. So the art is covered. And as far as how he's creating this art right now for the project and his NFTs, it is using Procreate on the iPad. And that was pretty cool to me to see that he's using this program that is not even very expensive and a tool itself the ipad is not expensive either then he has the pencil of course that is just a little bit added but this is not like a two three thousand dollar setup with just a couple hundred dollars and you can get a used one someone can actually get into this and that is how he's creating it now as far as what's going on with how he's drawing and the skill set has taken years and years and years of practice so that is the hard part as far as being good at using those tools the tools aren't going to make the art great the tools are just what he's using because at the end of the day, a pencil and a piece of paper is very cheap and it is something that he can use to create some great art. However, for the sake of NFTs and this generative project, that is what he's using. The tools of choice, Procreate and an iPad, not very expensive, basic tools. And of course, with that, you can bring in different brushes, different thicknesses, different styles. So it is very interesting. Now, as far as the actual attributes that are going into the artwork, it is very hip hop and cultural, really relevant as far as what the hoodlums bring to the table. Because the hoodlums are a character project that has the unrepresented sections of society. Someone who would be basically the underdogs, maybe not from the best neighborhoods, urban settings or underprivileged communities and so forth. Well, they're labeled as hoodlums. And of course, a lot of the times, a lot of that culture resonates to hip hop music and different things, you know, that really gives those communities voices. Well, that is the type of artwork that he's bringing into it. And as far as all the elements and the different attributes and those things, you're bringing in things that really resonate to that community. Of course, there is no specific culture or specific person or race or whatever you want to call it in mind. It's just anyone that resonates with those communities, that underdog spirit, not being a statistic, being mislabeled, misunderstood, all that thing as a hoodlum. Well, that is what we're trying to cater to in the art. And I think he's done a beautiful job with that with the original hoodlums. And now bringing it into a generative project is just very interesting. And even all the little attributes that is very interesting to see all the thought that has to go into it because unlike the one of one project where he can basically has the freedom to do whatever he wants. He's an artist. He's very creative. He's not short of any ideas. So he can have animals. He can have robots. He can have things facing the right, the left. But with a generative project, it is very limiting, right? You have to have a base model, which is going to be basically the underlying body. And it's going to generally be facing a specific direction. Then it's going to have just different variations, whether it be the skin tones or the colors or whatever it might be. But then everything on top of that is layered. So all those attributes that I was speaking about, all the different hip hop elements that will be brought into it and all the cultural elements, those are all done as separate layers. And that's very interesting because that is something that I never really fully understood how much thought and energy and effort goes into that. So for example, let's say he's doing a t-shirt that happens to have a gorilla head. He has this amazing like gorilla head art that is this Aztec art gorilla, right? So if he's doing a t-shirt with that, he draws that full piece of art and then he's going to shrink it down, manipulate it and morph it to fit that t-shirt as if it was wrapped around the shoulder or wrapped around the chest or whatever it might be. Or if it's shrunk down onto a tattoo, it might be wrapped around the character's arm. So maybe 70% of it is actually cut off. But in order to get that effect, he has to create a full piece of art and then he manipulates that on the canvas all in Procreate. 
So it was very interesting to see how he's actually doing that. And a lot, I mean, a lot of detail and thought goes into each of these things. And it's something that I took for granted, even though I do have a graphic design background and have done different things as far as art, nothing to the level of what he does as far as drawing. But I mean, as working with Photoshop and InDesign and Illustrator and all of those different things, I have done it. But to actually see an artist in their craft really doing this and the amount of work, I mean, sometimes he'll do a full image that's just massive only to use 10% of it to use for a particular element. So most of that's going to be cut off, but in order to have that full realism, he draws out the entire thing and uses the part of it that he needs. It's pretty crazy to see him in action. So that is something that I would have not seen if I was not behind the scenes and actually watching and seeing how this stuff is being developed. And I just took it for granted as a collector. I won't lie. So hopefully you hearing that and understanding all the details that goes into it. And we'd love to have some like videos or something and actually showing you because recently he's been putting up the different art that he's doing. And um, I really encourage them to just to share this because I don't think a lot of people understand how difficult it is to do what it is that you're doing. And he's been doing a great job of putting out all sorts of different things. He's remixing them with music and, and all sorts of crazy things. So as far as the art goes, it's pretty impressive. So the second part of the team, that is really where I came in, and that's the business side. So my background, of course, is marketing. So as far as putting together plans, working numbers and crunching budgets and trying to see what it's going to take to do this and how we're going to do that, well, that's sort of what I bring to the table. And then as far as outreach, getting into various communities, because I collect, I work with different ones. As far as with the podcast, I'm interviewing different thought leaders and so forth and bringing them on. And with that, it does give me an access to a lot of people. So it's basically like killing two birds with one stone. I'm speaking about the podcast, speaking about other people's project, understanding what's going on in this area of the industry and so forth so I can come back and report it. And at the same time, I'm building bridges and connections with a lot of people. So it's very interesting how all of that just came together because Obviously, I've been doing this podcast every single day, creating this content. In order to do that, I have to speak to a lot of people within the industry, within Web3 and NFT projects. And right now, in order to get better information, maybe how we're going to mint out the different things and so forth, those same people that I've been connecting with for the podcast, highlighting whatever it is that they're working on and so forth, now it just comes full circle that those same people I can say, hey, I know I spoke to you about X, Y, Z. So how did you do that? And I would love to know if this is something that could possibly help us. And then, of course, as far as content goes, because any project really has to have content. I don't care if it is Twitter spaces or if you're going to do videos or live streams, anything of that nature. Content is something that we need to put out as a community, not just to bring people in or try to sell NFTs, but to really just explain what's going on right here because new people have to come in. So content is a very big part of what's lacking from Web3. So as far as being able to create a daily podcast, well, that is something that I can bring into this project, create some content for it, and then that could help to really just explain to future hoodlums, if you will. Of course, the, uh, the community is called the hoodlums, right? As to what's going on in Web3 and so forth. And this is how you can use all of this stuff to make some great impact on communities and so forth. That is what I can really bring to the table. So the third area is going to be the developer. Now, the developer is something 
that is crucial because, of course, the smart contract, that is what the developer works on. And the smart contract is the code that is on the blockchain that makes all of these NFT things possible. So as far as having the token, the contract address, how the funds are being divided up amongst all the different parties, what is the royalties, the mint price, the quantity, and the randomizer, how all of this art is going to be generated after it is created. Well, that is what the coder or the developer is going to do. And as far as how that is going to be randomized, that is something that I also took for granted. So how we have the art actually laid out right now, as I said, Jay is creating these in Procreate. He's layering them each single, each each attribute is its own element. So for example, a hat, the base model for the hat, then they're going to have multiple versions of that. The jacket, that is a standalone document itself. And then he has the multiple versions and the art of all that. So each layer of clothing or whatever item it is, it is a separate image. And all of those are put into folders. So when the developer goes to write the smart contract to randomize all this stuff to generate the generative art, project. It's pulling from all these different folders. So I now have a much greater appreciation and understanding of all those different attributes that we do see on OpenSea or whichever marketplace when we're sorting through to see which piece that we want, what attribute are we looking for? Well, those are all set up in different subfolders when you're getting ready to do the smart contract. And then, of course, it's going to sort through all of that, pull a jacket from here, pull a hat from here, maybe a tattoo from over there and so forth, different things. And then whatever percentages that we tell him, we want this one to be super rare. We want this designer hoodie to be very rare. We want this T-shirt to be very common. All those percentages are then put into the smart contract. So that is an area that we could not really do by ourselves because a lot is going on here. And when I say there is so many attributes and so many different things, it is pretty mind blowing to me. Jay would probably tell you that we're probably about halfway, maybe 30, 40%. But I would say the amount of attributes, the details, all the crazy things that he has come up with, I would say we're about 75% of the way there as far as the artwork. But when it comes to the business, the marketing, getting all that together, the developing, putting it into the smart contract, of course, doing the test runs, auditing everything, that is all stuff that we're going to have to do. And I'm going to have to document along the way. But the next area that we still have to get into, which we haven't touched as yet, is the community manager. Right now, we're managing that ourselves. Of course, we're holding Twitter spaces. We're putting out the content such as this. There's the Discord that he really mans and everything. But going forward, we're definitely going to need a community manager in this. A community manager is not something that is just specific to Web3 NFT projects. If you go look on Indeed or any of these hiring websites, any kind of career websites right now, you'll see that major companies all around the world are searching for community managers. That is a fairly new area because, of course, the digital marketer, the social media handle person and all of that stuff, that has been around now for about 10 years. However, a community manager is something different because unlike content, in content, you're just building an audience, people that listen to your podcast, watch your YouTube video and so forth. But that is not what we're trying to do. A community manager is not just a Web3 buzzword. A community manager is someone that is getting people to really be bought into that community, right? Managing everything that's going on so that they have a vested interest. They're also participating. They're creating content. They're helping to promote. They're bringing other people in and all those different things. That is what a community manager does and is a very special, very unique skill set. And it is fairly new. So there's not a lot of people that are in this area. So if you're searching for a Web3 career 
and maybe you don't want to start a project. You don't want to necessarily uh, go out there and do coding or business or art or anything of that nature. This might be an area that you could look into. And it's not even necessarily in Web3. A community manager is going to be needed for McDonald's, Nike, you name it. Every major brand is going to have a community manager because those are the people that are having up these challenges, having Facebook groups, having all sorts of things, getting people involved into live events, whether it be contests, sweepstakes, and uh, you name it. That is what a community manager it does. It glues everything together, really keeps the oil on all those gears, and it, it, it's just an amazing job. And it's still really not fully understood because, again, this is a fairly new area. But, of course, underneath the community manager, there's things like moderators, space hosts, then, of course, there's community support, such as tickets. And uh, if there's any kind of troubleshooting, maybe someone doesn't understand a particular thing. Maybe they had some tech problems and so forth. That is what a community manager and all these different things that un comes under that community manager is going to involve. We haven't done that yet. We're doing those uh, roles. And right now, as I said, Jay has been a one-man show as far as running the hoodlums. Been amazing job what he's been doing. So really the Discord, everything he's been managing. But as far as going forward, as we're building out a actual generative project, it's going to require more people, more resources. But depending on the size of the community is all of these different things. Do you need one person to do these things? Do you need three people under the community manager or whatever it might be? It all depends on how much engagement, how demanding the community is and how fast it is growing. So hopefully, it is a better problem to have that you need more hands on deck than not having anyone interested in it, but it all depends on the demand, the size of everything. So there's a lot going on. That was just a quick sneak peek, a rundown of basically all the preliminary things. There is a lot of things that has happened, all the details, of course, all the problems, things that we've had to overcome. And going forward, I know there's going to be even more things. We're going to have to be testing the smart contract. We're going to have to do test runs of the generator and all of these different things. So I'll be sharing all of that to really give you an idea of what goes on in these various projects. And trust me, I have so much more of a greater appreciation of what's going on into these projects, and it will help me to evaluate teams, evaluate projects going forward. So that is my goal. And for sharing this is maybe you can look and say, you know what? I don't think this team is dialed in because all these different attributes, all these things have to go into it. And I don't believe that single person or one or two people are equipped to do that. So I don't really think this is a safe place to really buy into a project or anything of that nature. So that is my goal of really sharing and highlighting all the stuff that goes into it. Hopefully you find this very interesting, that you find this beneficial, but I'd love to know what are your thoughts? What would you like to know about what goes on behind the scenes of a project, especially going pre-launch, because I plan to really share different things that you might find beneficial. Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or the traditional boring email. All that stuff is in the show notes, but as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.